The podcast you are about to hear contains graphic language and adult content. Sorry, moms. Hi and welcome. It's us. We're back. We're live. We're, We're live. here. We're, We're alive. Alive. I just love that we made the same joke pretty much. That's cute. We're one brain. We literally each have half a brain. <laughs> Woo! I get the left side. Aw. Okay. I'll I'll do That's numbers. Right. Go do some math, nerd. <laughs> I'll go use logic and cr- find patterns and things. Yeah, and you know what else we'll do? Turn another year older because we're recording on Tala's birthday. Woo! That's right. The crowd goes crazy. Ah, Today, ah. I aged one year in one day. And let me tell you, it's something. Uh, a lot of back pain. You can tell. Uh, yeah, you can, tell. you can tell. I hate to Do tell I you sound... this, but you can you can see it in your face. Oh, you can see eyes. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the youthful the youthful glow is gone. I, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. So many reasons, so many reasons. But that's okay. You know what? Youth is a young man's game. I am, I'm not an old man, but I am. <laughs> I have accepted that I am no longer uh, a young. A young person by today's standards. I've I've told you in person. I've been just driving around a lot in town. I was like driving through the UCLA campus, and that was very overwhelming. It was overrun with college kids, and I was I did not fit in. I felt that hard. Aged. Yeah, aged. I felt like I don't know what it felt like. It felt like I. It felt like I wandered into a Taylor Swift concert. It felt like I just, I really was a sore thumb. And I've been at concerts I maybe was a sore thumb at. I've been at, I went to a Tenacious D concert in Bend, Oregon. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't like somewhere I'd fit in, like, you know, Compton. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I don't know, when you said Tenacious D concert, I was like, Hmm, that kind of feels like your natural habitat, but I do see your point. <laughs> I am becoming, I have evolved into a, and I guess a young old man. Let's go with that. I'm a young old yeah. man. You're an old young man. An old young man, even. I would, that I would, would be argue, better. I would argue you're more of an old young man than a young old man. I think you turn into a, <laughs> okay. I think you turn into a young old man when you hit like your late 40s. That's fair. Okay. So I'm. An old young man. Exactly. And then you're just a man between the ages of like 35 and 45. That's boring. That's going to be a real <laughs> boring couple of years. And you're just a man. I can't wait to be a young old man yeah. after that. That's why the YMCA guys didn't use those lyrics for their song. Men. Da 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 da. Right. Men. They were like, da, da, we need, da, 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 this isn't working. Da, da. Men. This is boring. We need to spice it up. I got it. Young man. Ooh. Ooh yeah. That's where the money is. Um, okay. That's well, a good I one. Cop. I have a, that's the I have cop a who said that idea. Oh, what? What? Why would oh, the cops uh, The members say that? of the village people. The, the cops cop have never good. had a good idea. Why would you say well, that? I think the cop, I think the cop and the village people is maybe like, maybe the one good cop. How dare you <laughs> compromise on your walls? Uh, I was going to ask you about a happy and a crappy of your last year. Okay. 
That's and they don't have to be the uh, happiest or the crappiest. Sure, sure, I just sure, sure. they can be a happy and a crappy of your last year of life. It's definitely been a, a lot of year. I'll say that. So Heck there's yeah. a lot to choose from. Um, I think the happy is making the move to LA and mm. getting to yeah, just just really uh, I don't know, throw myself into into this new place. And I'm so glad I got to do it with some very good friends and making new friends along the way has been great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's a happy. A crappy, and I don't know why I chose to end on a crappy. I just thought of the happy first. The crappiest <laughs> part of year 31 of my life. Uh, mm, hmm. What would it be? I guess, and by the same token, like moving here also meant moving away from somewhere. Mm. Uh, so mm. maybe leaving, leaving Portland. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of reasons I wanted to move here. Not really one of which was like that I was just tired of Portland or didn't want to be there like that's not totally. the case at all um, so yeah I very much I miss a lot of it I I know my mind always goes to food first I'm a very it does and I knew human. you were going to say that I knew you were going to say that <laughs> I miss other things other than the food but the food uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no obviously there's we have so many great friends over there that I'm I'm, I'm hoping we're just going to keep on still being friends through all this and then whenever they come visit it'll be a nice treat and when we go visit it'll also be a nice treat uh there's a lot of community there's a lot of great art and comedy and improv and stuff that i do miss a lot and i see people still making things over there i'm like ah oh, that's great that's so great i wish i could see it i wish i could support it i wish i could just hop on a plane and go to portland whenever i wanted so that's I what mean- we're manifesting for me isn't this just a life lesson as you get older that sometimes the happiest things are the crappiest things? You know what I mean? Sure. I feel like it's sure. a real sign of age and maturity that you picked the same event for both your happy and your crappy. Because things aren't just black and white. They're often shades of gray. And look at you teaching us all a life lesson in your 31st year of life. Well, rather regarding my 31st year of life. Actually, would this technically be my 33rd year of life? Because I'm turning 32. So... This between 30 now and a year from now will be the 33rd. You know, when you're a baby, you're born at zero, not one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, when you turn one, that means you're starting year two, right? You, right? I, I guess. I you guess. know, why don't you think on that? And uh, I guess we could just start this shit. <laughs> okay, okay, good. I need the whole... I'll give you a moment. About it. Thank you. Everyone let that sink in. Think about what that means for you. Gemini season, let's go! <laughs> you caught my eye in the grocery line And I fancied myself a man worth your time And I couldn't help thinking I wish you were mine seeking woman whose total is 5 
podcast for listeners seeking cutie seen at Ron DeSantis' Twitter space, feeling hopeless since it was the largest online gathering of all time. It's time for another Craigsistential Crisis, the podcast where we take the misconnection section into new directions. I'm Tom Bigelow. And I'm Sarah Thompson. And today, as in all episodes, we're going to be taking a deep dive into, you heard it, the misconnection section, which is on Craigslist. It's like a free and open message board for the people of the internet, free to post on. Unfortunately, anyone can do it. Um, And people post specifically on this part of Craigslist in hopes that somebody they just had a moment with, had a connection, didn't act on it in the moment. Uh, They're going to post about it later in hopes that that person reaches back out to them and rekindles that fire. Do you think it would be better if, like, Twitter Blue, there was, like, a subscription fee for the misconnection section? Everyone has to pay. No. (laughs) No, I don't don't think that paying should be an integral part of this process because, you know, obviously I don't hate poor people. But um, I do think that there should be some sort of um, someone's casually asking before you post, are you sure you would like to say that? (laughs) <laughs> a number of pop-ups just to say, hey, mm-hmm. is this really is this really worth it to you? <laughs> yeah, like on the scale of creepiness, like on the scale of creepiness, on the, on the scale of you hitting on somebody just trying to do their job, like like gauge for us where it is and it'd be like a slider and you'd have to do the slider and then depending on where the slider lands, it, it would either be like, okay, go ahead and post it or hmm, I think you're not going to be allowed to do that and then like freeze your account for 24 hours. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. I also think it would benefit from just like, just Craigslist should make sure you're posting in the right place. Like you're about to write a, you know, something yelling at someone who cut you off in traffic and it should be like, hey, just a reminder, this is for misconnections. Is that what you're doing? Is that what this is? Because we got a section for everything, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I see. Look at us asking so much from this free website that is offered to all of us. We're sorry. We're sorry. Hasn't been updated since the 90s. Anyway, uh, we like to cherry pick the best misconnections so you don't have to. And then we like to give them to each other to cold read on the spot. We are improvisers. So I don't know why you had it. Second nature. I don't know why you had to drop that in there. I just want people to know. I feel exposed. <laughs> I, well, you know, you shouldn't have taken that improv class then. All right. Well, I have a misconnection. We'll start with one of mine that I'm going to give to you that you can then cold read. We generally pick from Portland because let's just say it, they have the best misconnections culture so far. Um, so uh, go ahead and take it away, Tom. That echo chorus lied to me. In those pandemic days of solitude, the locked shop door was inexplicably rude. Walking beyond my element, in the meth-tainted town of your discontent, another time, another place, another long journey consigned to waste. Still holding fast, though nothing's left, my invisible friend of hope bereft. An opening, perchance, for ardent cupidity. But nay, no joy found where falls sublimity. Really, really dedicated to that A-A-B-B-C-C rhyme structure here. If it ain't broke. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, you know, sometimes people do get real poetical on this uh, forum, and I gotta say... Poetical is good. Thank you. Uh, I gotta say I'm not mad about it. <laughs> you know, of all the poems that have uh that we've read from the misconnection section this one at least had i don't know good 
I don't know. I don't want to praise it too much. It was okay. It was decent. It was good. It, you know what? It had the most uh, attributes of an actual poem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I personally, you know, maybe it's the English major in me, but I do feel like mm. um, I don't give extra points for form if it doesn't serve the function. Um, and I'm not sure mm. what exactly the rhyme scheme is doing here. But again, I'm I'm not out here posting poetry on the internet, so maybe I should keep my trap shut because it does take a little bravery to do so, I suppose. It's anonymous. You could if you wanted. No one would have to know. No one would. Yeah, oh, what if I was posting these poems anonymously and then having you read them so that I could get feedback on oh them? God. <laughs> that would. That sounds like a great premise for like a romantic comedy. I'm writing this down like right that. now. I'm writing down your notes. I'm like <laughs> mm, rhyming. Check plus. Yeah. We love it. He Talon liked this one. Not sure why. Uh, what is it? What, are we, what is this about? Do we think? Well, um, what are we saying? You know, there's a lot of parts in it that I feel like are a little bit left, left to the viewer. Um, for instance, walking beyond my element. Element is capitalized, so I'm wondering: Does this person drive a Honda Element, or are they simply? I was thinking. Acknowledge, you know, acknowledging air, water, fire, earth. With respect um, by having title case go on there. The elements. Is this person a bender of some kind? Air, fire. Air, fire, water, water, earth. All the bends. (laughs) Heart. By your powers combined, I am Aang the Last Airbender. Incredible. Where's the Captain Planet, the Last Airbender mashup we've all been waiting for? Um, Where is that? I would say I, this. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna spiral into this thought. Really, okay, is no, that take your I miss the versus movies. I miss like Alien versus Predator. I miss uh, Freddy versus Jason. I think this is a franchise that really needs to be in the age of AI and CGI, uh, making a hard comeback right now. We could be watching, you know, Ang versus uh, Captain Planet on the big screen if we wanted. That would be great. We could be seeing Indiana Jones versus. James Bond. Why are we doing this? If a computer can do it, right? Right, major studio heads? If a computer can do it, there's billions of dollars. You can CGI Daniel Craig's face onto anything. So, there you go. Make that happen. Make that happen if you can. I will say you're getting a little ahead of yourself seeing as how we still need a decent last airbender movie to come out before we start doing spin-offs. But um I do see where you're going here. It is also the age of people violently protecting their intellectual property um and running them into the ground. And so to get a crossover, I think people have to be a little lenient with their IP and uh, if there's one thing that studios aren't, it is lenient with their IP right now. So they are and they aren't because they're very protective of it. But but then you know Indiana Jones is in like a seven up commercial and it's like, I don't know. I don't know that he would drink seven. Wait, up. you know, is he... Indiana Jones in a Seven Up commercial right now? <laughs> no, that's a that's a made up example. Oh. <laughs> but like every big superhero is, you know, like I'm pretty sure Thor was doing like Seven Eleven commercials. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just you can't say you're so protective of it and then have Captain Marvel driving a Nissan and being like, "This is just what she does in her free time. She likes Nissan cars, and so do you." No, I don't buy it. And if you're gonna have them do that, then you should also have Captain Marvel fucking fight Wonder Woman in a movie. I'd like to see it. All right, no, noted. And I would also like to note that Indiana Jones is definitely a Dr Pepper guy, Mr Pib when they have it. Ooh, he prefers Mr Pib. Um, who doesn't? Uh, 
yeah, I guess Pip Extra is pretty good. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? To Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper so good. Mr. Pip is far superior on every level. I don't agree. Also, he's a doctor. A doctor would like Dr. Pepper. Elitist. Don't elitist scum. <laughs> I like the everyman, Mr. Pib. <laughs> Mr. Pib. Drink of I the think proletariat. They both worked hard for that degree, and I, I just can't see Indiana Jones drinking a Mr. Pib. I literally cannot believe that you would slander Mr. Pib to me right now. <laughs> Mr. Pib's. I got nothing against Mr. Pib. I just am surprised that anyone. <laughs> Would prefer it to Dr. Pepper. I don't know. 23 flavors in there. 23. Yeah. Number of legends. Well, Mr. Pibb doesn't need to brag about how many ingredients he puts in his sodi. He just trusts that it tastes good. It's also, what is a Pibb? Who, who is Mr. Pibb in the context of Mr. Pibb? Has anyone done a Google on this? What is the story with Mr. Pibb? He makes a delicious drink. I gotta find out. He makes it. I don't need I to know anything out. beyond the fact that he makes a delicious, no. tasty drink. <laughs> Pibb Extra is... A reformulation of Mr. Pibb. So it's the same thing, different formula. Okay, great. Who is Mr. Pibb? Mr. Pibb's been around. Mr. Pibb's been around for a while. I'll That's that. right. Nin- 1972. But it first introduced as Peppo to compete against Dr. Pepper, which was their first. Peppo. <laughs> they wanted to call it Peppo. <laughs> well, uh, I can't say that. Honestly, I would drink something called Peppo. I, I take it back. I would I definitely drink something called Peppo. It's so funny that Mr. Pibb isn't like a real person. It was just invented to compete with Dr. Pepper. And they were like, we're going to make ours an average man. Well, I don't think Dr. Pepper's a real man. No, but it works better as a soft drink name. If it was Dr. Pibb, I'd have the same question. (laughs) Um, Also. (laughs) What? Okay, sorry. No, I, okay. The name of Dr. Pepper I think that's come from a real person. A theory often cited, I guess, is that the drink was named after actual doctor, one Charles T. Pepper of Rural Retreat, Virginia. And that the person who made the drink may have named it after them because that doctor gave this guy his first job. But that's just, that's just theory. That's just that's hearsay. Dr. Pepper theory. I don't, I don't think the doctor would appreciate there being untested theories about his sody out there on the internet. Um, I would also like to say, I don't think I've ever had normal Miss Dr. Pip, Mr. Pib. I've only ever had Pib Extra, and I've never once questioned it. I thought the real name of it was just Mr. Pib Extra, and there was never an original Mr. Pib. Wow. No, I think, you're, I think Mr. Pib, I don't know if it exists now. It might only be extra. sold as Pib Extra. Mm. Extra Pib. More Pib in uh, every bite. You know... Soda was also like sold as medicine back in the day, so it makes sense that a doctor. Okay, okay, involved. I'm not throwing down with you over this anymore. Mr. Pip is far superior, I... and just because you're not a man of the people and you don't believe that just normal men should have soda brands named after them, but they have to be do- elitist doctors, and that's all I have to say. Um, going back to this, I do poem. think there's a lot of soda brands <laughs> that a doctor in front of would improve. Doctor Surge, Doctor Do, Doctor Squirt. Uh, okay, Dr. to be honest, Dr. Squirt would get me. <laughs> Doctors, you'd buy a Dr. Squirt instantly. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Think about the cross-branding opportunities. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. There's a lot of potential there. But nay, no joy found where falls sublimity. Sublimity um, like sub sublime? Uh-huh, huh? yeah. 
Sublimity okay. is like the same. It's like the noun of sublime. Okay, great. Uh, anyway, it sounds like this person really had some feelings about walking around in Portland during the pandemic and, you know, accused the whole town of doing meth, which I don't know. Everybody's. I was about to say, I don't meth. feel that Portland is much of a meth town. I would say Portland's much more of a Coke town than a meth town. I, I think I agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't have as and much firsthand <laughs> knowledge, but probably that sounds right to me. I just, I feel that, you know, I think meth's a little hard for Portland. Portland's yeah. kind of a soft boy. I don't know that Portland would go full meth, you know? Portland is definitely full of people who see, like, you know, graffiti on a government building and go, this place is full of meth heads. We got to get out of here. You know? That is also very true. Yeah, that, that yeah. This was definitely written by a, a, a flighty individual who was like, this town's gone to trash and that's why I can't find love. Yeah, this place used to be cool before all the meth heads caused the pandemic and also civil unrest by tear gassing civilians for days on end. The meth heads did this. There's no cupidity left in this town anymore. I'm, you know what I don't miss? I don't miss talking to people who aren't from Portland when they come into Portland and then being like, oh, hey, you guys okay? Is everything still on fire? <laughs> God damn it. No, there was some protests in a square, like, block or two. And <laughs> that's it. But I've still had that conversation. Here? I've, I've still had that conversation with several people here. Yes, when they hear God I'm from it. Portland. Uh, they're it's like, ooh, ooh, Portland, huh? Ooh, yeah, so that's rough, right? <laughs> and I'm like, mm. This person needs to get out more, I think. That's our advice. Resident sketch class at Twilliger Plaza. I was the senior male model that was posing for the Saturday sketch class. You placed a note in my pants pocket at some point during my visit. I was a bit taken aback. Then I was flattered. Based on the content of your note, you are a senior female. Thank you for the compliment. You said to place this ad if I wished to communicate. Well, love the idea of seniors using... The misconnections section on Craigslist as a secure messaging system. Big fan of that. That's not sarcastic. I am legitimately excited by it. I like that. I also am very tickled by the idea of seniors passing notes to each other. They're just like hiding notes. <laughs> like that's so, you know, it's so middle school. And yeah, it works. If it, Again, if it ain't broke. Don't, don't fix, fix it. it. I do have a question. Do you think the pants were on his body? Because when I think sketch class, for some reason, I immediately go, this person was nude. So do you think they sure. went to the discarded pants on the floor and slipped a note into the pocket? Or do you think I have a evil, wicked mind and that this guy was in pants and the note got slipped while the pants were on his body? Now I'm picturing a lot of famous nude paintings with pants. And I just don't think, <laughs> I just don't think they would do that. So I think you're right. I think they're nude and that the pants were like, well, gosh, where did they put, did they just uh, disrobe right in front of them? How does that work? Where did they, how did they know where the pants are? I think it'd be a separate room. Uh, you know what? I got a lot of questions. We got to do some. And on, I think we've actually. We got to do some on the ground investigative research. I got to do. Yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty sure we're friends with someone who has been a, I don't know, maybe not a fully new. I know exactly who you're talking about. And that is actually yeah. who I pictured when I was reading this. <laughs> <laughs> 
we gotta ask him what he does with his pants when he gets in the room. Are yeah. they already off when he enters? Or do you put them like just <laughs> next to you? What do you do? Is it a full? Is there like a lead up? Are you like is it part of the show yeah. for you to take your pants off, or is it? You know? Yeah, maybe they want to draw the action of you removing the trousers. Mm. I would think take pants, get fully nude in a separate room, walk out in like a robe, towels, probably a robe, more than a towel. That makes more sense. Uh, and a then, loincloth, you know, you take, if you will, a smeagol like loincloth. loincloth. <laughs> A speedo, a banana hammock, whale tail, uh, yeah, any sort of whatever, whatever it is, a sock, and then you arrive to your position and you, you disrobe that part. Mm. Yeah, that's the finale. That is the lead up. Uh, you're already mostly nude, but yeah, this is a. I do think this was someone who was the pants were just somewhere nearby. Not on the model. That would be a lot more of an intense sneaking a note into someone's pocket if the pants were on, on the model. Them. I don't know. I think it's more intense. I think I would be more thrown off if I went to put my pants back on and there somebody had rifled through my pants sitting on the ground in order to find a pocket to slip a note into. But that's just me. That's just me. I'm no, I'm no nude model. Perhaps nude models are more blasé about that sort of thing. Do you think that would be more intense than you being the, the a pantsed model, topless, everything but pants, uh, <laughs> off, and someone, you're being painted by a bunch of people, and then one of the students at some point walks up to you, or even behind you, and like sticks a little piece of paper in your pocket that you're wearing? I feel like that would be maybe more unwelcome. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm so thrown off by the idea of just wearing pants and having my tits out in front of a bunch of people. That is, <laughs> I'm so distracted by that thought, I couldn't even formulate well, yeah. what you were saying. No one wants to paint a woman in pants and a shirt. That's weird. Who'd do that? How many of those paintings are you seeing? <laughs> no, it's gotta be, you gotta show titty. You gotta show, you gotta at least one. At least one. Uh, you know, this is a very sweet uh, misconnection here. And then the note. It is nice. The note also saying then, like, I am a, I'm a f- senior female. You look great. If you want to continue, hit me up on misconnections is what it sounds incredible. like it said. Uh, yeah, incredible. Great. Could have left a phone number. Could have left an email even. You said. Didn't. I want you to follow a literal paper trail of breadcrumbs onto the internet where we will continue this rendezvous in a private public forum. Obsessed. Love it. I approve. Yeah. I just want to say also when I read that title the first time, I was hoping it was a sketch comedy class. Yeah, I also was, but it's our comedy brains, man. I'm the girl who couldn't keep up on Saturday night, 520. We were chatting it up very nicely with our tequilas and ciders, and then it all hit me at once and came right back up. I managed to get all of it into the gutter and none on my charcoal blouse or blue and gray sundress, but I was still mortified and made the quickest, most dignified exit I could manage. May I have a do-over? Tell me our names and when you'd like to meet up. Ballsy. Oof. Ballsy. (laughs) Gotta say it. Gotta respect the hustle. Yeah. I would also leave if I threw up in front of someone. Like, a one-on-one hangout situation. I would leave and never want to see them again. But I, obviously the connection here was so palpable. They are willing to risk humiliation to reconnect. Yeah, obviously. Because uh, that would take a lot to make me try to contact a person I was on a, like a one-on-one date with who I met that day 
You don't have to see them again. You met him that one day. You, it's very easy to not see someone again ever who you're meeting one time in that moment. Yeah. You can make you can make that happen. Yeah. Uh, but something about this was so right before it all went so wrong <laughs> that they decided we. It's worth pursuing. I like that. I like that. Slay. We love to see it. I Slay. yeah. Again, very ballsy. Um, this is really. This is what. Misconnections was made for, and I'm glad this person's utilizing it correctly. Also obsessed with the idea of like this gray sundress. Yeah, blue and gray. Just makes me sad. It makes me sad to think about a blue and gray sundress. But that's that's just me. Cause it cause it's so muted. Yeah, cause it's supposed to be sunny. I don't know. It is Portland, so sunnier than here. Ooh, you burnt. Ooh, you burnt L.A. I wish I was burnt. I oh. wish I was burnt, but I'm not because oh. it's gray out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, anyway, my kudos to this writer. Good work. Greatest writer of the month. Way to get into the gutter. Like, at that point, would it have even been more of a deal breaker if some of it missed? <laughs> like, uh, you're still full <laughs> full vomiting in front of a person. That's true, but I do feel I do feel like neatness matters. You know, that's true. Aim matters. I did have a childhood friend one time. Uh, hanging out at my house, and he puked. And he went to the bathroom to puke, and he decided to puke in the sink. And it wasn't like a nice sink that, you know, could handle much more than water. (laughs) So Mm. it just had a hard time with that. And uh, the toilet was right there, you know? So... Yeah, do you think it was their first time puking, or...? (laughs) I guess it could have been. (laughs) We were young, but... uh, I just, it must have, yeah, it must have really been a panic decision. Because with a little more forethought, I would think. Bigger hole. Big, bigger you, is better. You want to, yes. When it comes to holes. When it comes to holes. That's what they say. Bigger is always better. Yeah, boy. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad we're um, finally repping the big hole community. And, uh. Uh, as, always. as always, I mean, come on. You're right. We haven't stopped repping the big hole community. Hey, uh, I got another one for you. Design flaw. My thumbs are as big as corn dogs, and each time I try to read, select to read a misconnections post, I accidentally flag the post. I am sorry. Whoever designs the Craigslist page needs to address this flaw ASAP, so we can end this monstrosity once and for all. I'm no statistician, but this probably happens one third of the time I browse with Craigslist misconnections. This is not, I repeat, not a cruel joke for you earnest posters out there. I am writing this post from voice to text for all you cynics in the comment section. Biggest peace sign you could have ever seen. Corndog. Corndog, I appreciate your, I got some solutions. I'm a solutions-based girl. I appreciate your honesty, but I got some solutions for you. A, consider a stylus. Nice. Blackberry was doing some right when they were trying to push styluses. It didn't even have to be fancy. I I get free pens all the time that have little stylus nipples on the end of them. Well, that's nice. And I think go crazy. I miss a Use stylus. That. I miss a stylus. I remember my uh, was it what the DS, whichever Nintendo DS that had the stylus on it. That was good times. A lot of fun. Nothing quite like the click clack of a stylus to make a tiny child feel like they're doing a corporate job. You know? Yeah. And really back then, because all the adults had them, too, with their Blackberries. So, you know, I remember my parents having a Blackberry. You knew it. And, uh... You knew it. That was just how the world worked. And now, you know, I know Apple's got a pen, but it's like, what, a couple hundred bucks? Psh, 
Styluses should be cheap. We don't need features. We just need a little nub on the end. Okay. Yeah, I don't need. So a- there's there's advice number one. Okay, number one. Did you have a number no, two? No, sorry. Did you want to talk more about styluses? Nope. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with styluses. What, moving on. Number two. <laughs> number two. Interesting. Interesting. I'm really putting on my detective hat here. Interesting that they said, for all you um, cynics in the comment section, Craigslist doesn't have a comment section. I'm thinking this might have been specifically written for the community at misconnections underscore PDX, good friends of ours, over on Instagram. Um, because that does have a comment section and they do pop off. (laughs) Um, and so I would say perhaps another thing that could solve this is just read them from Instagram. Misconnections PDX does a great job of picking all the best ones. You're not missing much by not being on the website itself. Yeah. A real good point. And in fact, as you know, we are Craigsbirds here, uh, do save yourself the trouble. Go go find a curated selection because there's a lot of stinkers. There's a lot of boring jets. Not even like a good misconnection. Not even making good use of what the site is for boring. Just like people, I don't know. Just some, there's some boring one. Like, hey, you were at the same coffee shop as me. And that'll be it. And that'll be it. And not worth it. Not no worth description. It. You're not... You're never going to even know if it was you. You're, You're never going to know. know. And sometimes you don't even know what the intention is of the other person. Sometimes people were just like, I just want to, you know, you had a, a funny shirt and I laughed at it. And I just wanted to say that I was a funny shirt. Great. Waste of Everyone's time. Everyone's got funny shirts. Oh, Wonderful. Forever 21 selling funny shirts at the wazoo. I don't even know what a wazoo is. I think it's a big hole. So I think I'm a fan. But. <laughs> so we're pro. We're pro wazoo. We're pro wazoo. Yeah. Find a curated selection of misconnections and you will save hours a day. If not years of your life. If not years. Probably hours out of From the emotional, from the emotional turmoil. Also. Specifically. Third thing. Can you imagine having thumbs as big as corn dogs? That sounds rough. (laughs) It does. I do have sympathy. Me being solutions based isn't from a lack of sympathy. I will say... I'm sorry that your thumbs are the size of corn dogs. That probably makes life really hard for you, but I bet in some ways it makes your life maybe easier. Like if you have to show approval from a long distance away, or if you're hitchhiking, or if or you're at a sports if, game and you're approving of the athlete's mm, abilities, kind of like yeah, I'd rather have a pointer finger the size of a corn dog for that, I guess. But you know, thumbs okay too. Mm. Yeah, I think it would be more helpful to have a corn dog index yeah pointer are those the same thing yes okay thank you i just i don't feel like i learned the fingers in middle school so i don't know i always get a little nervous i feel like index maybe is a i mean maybe we inherited that one from england i don't know but the index uh, yeah it's a index yeah yeah it sounds british index i'd index. like a i'd like a brother finger the size of a corn dog That'd be real helpful. Brother finger? You know, as the Wiggles call it. The middle. The middle digit. They call it the brother finger on the Wiggles? Yeah, they have a whole song. <laughs> they have a whole song <laughs> where they are, I don't know, singing about fingers, and it's the, the mother finger and the father finger and the brother and the sister. And uh, I guess well, the fifth one. I don't know. I didn't. Heteronormative. Well, is it heteronormative. To, uh, brothers and sisters? Is that... No, to have moms and dads as part of the family. Well, That's for the, the song to work. Wiggles. 
It would be confusing to say father finger and then other father finger. It wouldn't work with the flow of the song, you know. I guess you could name them, be like Jerry Finger and and I get Tim, Jerry and Tim. They sound like a good couple. That's nice. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, you know, folks, you tell us which finger you'd rather have be the size of a corn dog, and we'll tell you why you're wrong, and it should be the brother finger. Thumb size corn dog, you'd win every thumb war. Every thumb war. That could be helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a I plus. Agree. That's a pro. Put that in the pro section. Yeah. It's not all it's not all downsides, corn dog finger. All right. Look up. The life is looking up. I would probably be most scared of accidentally biting into it because it'd be so <laughs> corn dog adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just like see it and I think breading. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, God forbid you accidentally like dip it in some panko. Or you're actually like, what if you're eating a corn dog? You have to be real careful because you gotta, uh, I don't know, I bet, you know? Confusing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, I got another misconnection for you here. I'd, here you go. Thank you so much. Freddy's Stadium. To the woman with the beautiful hips that smiled back and made me stir. I came up the bread aisle and you were swinging those amazing hips and ample cake. I was kind of fixated. Then... When I looked up, you were smiling and sort of laughing. I blushed. Not sure if you're taken. But if not, and a wild chance you see this, let's chat and go for a drink or something. Thank you again. Just staring at a woman's hips, you know? <laughs> I, it seems like you had some big thoughts, so I was letting you have them. No, I was kind of reminded of, I didn't know, my, I guess... Technically, my second one act. The first time I acted was in high school, and I was in two one act plays. And in one of them, uh, I, it was, I don't know, mostly about a boy and a girl through time. So there was like four different actors playing each character, and I was like the youngest one. But anyway, one of the characters, uh, the old, one of the, like the second oldest version of me, does this whole monologue about seeing, staring at a woman's butt. Um, it's more wholesome sounding than that, but because it's just, I don't know, you know, you had to be there, but like he compares the, I guess he compared a woman's butt as they walk to two, to like pistons or two. Yeah. It was like pistons, just pistons, just like, like doing, just moving in in sync in perfect unison. Um, so kind of take him back to that right here. This is why. This is why people look down on theater kids. I'm going to say it right now. This is why people make fun of theater kids. Explain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because then they learn things like, if you want to talk about a woman's hips and ass, you got to talk about those pistons. Yeah. It got to be poetic. You can't just say nice butt. You got to say your butt is like a pair of pistons. Also, is this a reference... Is this a reference, the hips that smiled back and made me stir? There was like a whole thing. Wasn't there some really bad song in the early 2000s that was like, uh, you, uh, it was like along the lines of I'm a make you bedrock, like the Flintstone thing. But it was like, uh, it was a joke about hipsters. Oh. And I could make your hipster. Am, am I am I having a memory that no one else has I mean, in the room? We had different 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 childhood so it's possible but you know i know we had the same exact childhood actually so oh you're right you're right 
Yeah, hipster. <laughs> hipster. Who is this song? What's this song? I'm, you Google hipster. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. And there's a lot of... Yeah, it's a Mac Miller song. Uh, it's a Mac Miller song. Nice. I did not just imagine that. Yeah, um, it not... That's what I have to say. <laughs> Listen. But it almost seems like they separated hips and stir so far apart from each other in this sentence that they didn't even realize they were accidentally referencing that song. Yeah, they probably thought they were the only person to, to say this about a pair of hips. That they made you stir. They made you stir. Uh, hips that smiled back. I just, it's, I'm so focused on the hips. I mean, butt's right there. The, the butt, well, okay, not everyone's an assman, Tallinn. You did Some say people like hips. Amazing hips and ample cake. Ample. Well, ample, it's, the, but the cake is not the star of the show here. It's all about them hips. The, but I feel like they work together. I feel like the hips gyrate the the cake, you know? The hips stir the, ample pistons. the cake batter. You know what I mean? Ample pistons. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, the smiling laughing thing that happens afterwards. I don't I don't know that that's consent. No, <laughs> it makes it mean that means it's all okay. I can say whatever no, I want as long as you're know? smiling at me afterwards. Sure, sure. You could definitely not something you know, you do when you feel awkward that someone, a man, might be watching you. No. <laughs> uh, never. I've never nervously giggled, ever in my life. No. Anyway, you can't just be hanging out in the bread aisle watching all the girls go by. Little Frankie Sinatra. Uh, you, you just <laughs> pick a produce aisle. At least, you know, weigh some fruit. Look busy. No one's Why hanging. Why better? Because the bread aisle's just a dead giveaway. At least if you're in a produce <laughs> aisle, you know, it's easier to like, I'm just looking for the right tomato. You know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know Spoken why. from experience. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give you an out here, and I'm going to read one of your misconnections. You know, sometimes we do, we do bits, and uh, it's not a good reflection of who we are as people. They're just bits. Nope, I'm leaving. No, You're no, no, not no. allowed to have a disclaimer. I, I'm going straight into your misconnection. I have full editorial control of this podcast. <laughs> Damn it. What I say goes. Anyway, well, read mine. Well, that was weird. Whoever was driving down Gleason yesterday evening in a white older model Tahoe looking SUV yelled, hey, as I was punching in the code to my complex and then fuck you and flipped me off. That was weird. Does baby need a nap? Is baby grumpy? I hope you got your Snickers. <laughs> this, honestly, um, of all the misconnections we've ever read, I do feel like this one is the most in my voice. It felt I really do, right. I feel like I relate. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really relate to this guy. Um, especially in that, like, weird things just happening to you. And you, you realize it wasn't about you. Somebody else was having a baby grumpy kind of day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've all been shouted at obscenities on the street by someone who we don't know. Uh, it's, this person really had the right mindset. Remember that it's not about you all the time. You know, people, mm -hmm. people be going through stuff. And this person probably had a perfect rationale in their brain to, to flip you off and say, fuck you. Doesn't mean it's your fault. Yeah. Maybe they maybe one of their maybe one of their exes lived in that complex 
Maybe you looked like a guy they hated. Maybe maybe their house was on that land and then their parents sold it to a apartment developer who knocked it down and built an apartment there. We'll, we'll simply never know. Simply and never sometimes know. we have to be okay with that. And that's a life lesson from misconnections. Maybe it's not an ex. Maybe it's a current, current partner. And maybe they think they might be uh, having an affair and you fit the bill of someone <gasps> who might be smooching their wife. <laughs> Are you smooching my wife? Are you trying to smooch with my wife? No, I'm just looking at her. I'm just looking at her ass pistons. I'm Don't just looking at her hips because they're making me stir. They make make me make me stir. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what? Good on this person for having a little bit of a laissez-faire attitude. Way to take it on the chin, and also throw a grumpy baby insult at somebody, which I also appreciate. Yeah. And honestly, if someone ever says "fuck you" to you in real life, this is the exact response you should have in the moment. In person. Fuck you. Mm. This baby grumpy. This baby needs a nap. No, you want a little nap, baby? <laughs> like, honestly, you might get punched. But honestly, it'll be worth it. Because you'll have one. In the end, you'll have one. And maybe you'll get punched, but maybe they will be like, actually, yes, I do need a nap. Thank you for identifying my problems. Sometimes I'm sitting here and I'm in a bad mood and I'm like fucking god damn it and then i'm like do i need a snacky and then i have a snacky and things do get better so maybe somebody someday will be like you know what baby does need a nappy baby you're right need a nap. that guy's gonna come back to you next time you're punching into your building and say hey man i i'm sorry you were right i uh i, I was a real grumpy baby and i took a nap and i felt so bad like this could let's normalize babying ourselves a bit more giving ourselves a nap giving ourselves a snack Play free recess, you know? Every bit of it. Do that more. Normalize. Normalize. QOS tattoo. Any women around willing to get a QOS tattoo? We'll pay for the tat. You choose the place. Okay, first question. QOS. Quantum of Solace? The James Bond movie, Quantum of Solace? Why would you want a tattoo from that? It was like the worst one. Daniel Craig's worst by a mile. That seems like a bad tattoo. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, you're probably right. I mean, this is the reason why I brought this to the podcast. So I could... Is because I simply don't know what that means. You don't and know. And I would surprised. like us to go on a journey... I would like us to go on a journey together. I, I also did this so that whoever is listening right now can be screaming at us. This is, <laughs> this is the time where you get to scream at us and release your inner anger and be like, I know, I, I know what that means. Um, so here's your chance to say it to us. We're listening. We're listening. I really, really wish I could hear the voices because I got even Google's like, I don't know, quality of service. Um, well, I, oh, Tallinn, I found it and you're oh. not going to like it. Oh, no. What is it? What is it? It's not good, and I don't like it either. I don't know. What okay. is it? Please. So, this is what Urban Dictionary says. Urban Dictionary, and I did not Google this beforehand. I'm doing this live on air so that live we can research. have this journey of discovery together. Yeah, real time. Queen of Spades is what it stands for. This is a woman who has a sexual preference for extremely well-hung, athletic black men. The spade symbol, often inset oh. with the uppercase Q, is often worn on clothing, jewelry, or tattooed to signify this presence. Um, commonly related to BBC, which is not, unfortunately, the British broadcasting company. God. Um, wow. This got way, uh, 
I guess racy is the word for in all in all aspects. <laughs> in, in all meetings, all meetings. Uh, wow. Do we need a tattoo? Do we need an image for this? I thought that was just an assumed preference everyone had. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I um. Yeah, this was. I had a feeling it was going to be something sexual. Sure, it always. But I was is. also like, I was like, maybe it's a band or something. No. It's not a band. Why Why was I so naive? I was hoping. Why do we even have to abbreviate it? Like, Queen of Spades is already... I don't know. The worst I'm going to think is that this person likes cards if you just say Queen of Spades. But now I had we had to Google something. I'd, I'd almost rather not know. So, so now it's you even know. more obvious when you're using this abbreviation, isn't it? Just tell me yeah. you like cards. Tell me you like cards. Yeah, poker. I mean, it was already pretty undercover. Yeah. Um, also... When Googling it, uh, yeah, people do get this tattooed. I am seeing several Google images of people with this tattooed on their mm. body in obvious places. Why? Just um, to, they want. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having like a, a sexual preference of any kind. I just feel like maybe tattooing it. Well, there's some sexual more. preferences maybe you should okay. have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The, yeah, there are some that are less okay than others. <laughs> But having one uh, is, I don't know if it needs to be something you, you tattoo yourself with. And listen, I'm not anti-tattoo. Tattoos are cool. And they're not even permanent because we all die. But uh, just of all the tattoos you could get, it'd be weird for me to have a tattoo that's just like, ass man, I like butts. <laughs> I got Sir Mix a lot, and it says, I like big butts. And that's true about me. I mean... I mean, you're definitely not getting the hips man tattoo because you were all talking shit. I would have another tattoo with the Sir Mix-a-Lot one that says, and, and also I like hip hop and the two are related and this is sexual in nature. It would say all that. That's good. I think that's a pretty good tattoo. I will also say um, in my research, my very brief research that I'm doing live on air right now, um, somebody has released a Sims mod so that you can give your Sims uh Queen of Spades tattoo. Man. Just a fun fact for the families <laughs> out there. <laughs> I feel like that. I mean, there's a lot of Sims mods out there. Uh, and I feel like you got to have, first of all, having those Sims mods, you got to have a whole lot of money just to get all the normal stuff in the Sims, you know, all the normal expansion packs that they put out. And then the people go out of their way to make these modifications. Uh, and I think I've gotten into Sims a little bit more recently because it's a fun time. But, you know, I'm not playing with mods. I don't have the computer to play uh, the Wicked Whims mod, but I have heard of it, and this feels like it would fit right in with that. Uh, listen. Man, if the Wicked Whims mod had been around when I was a teen <sighs> playing Sims Endlessly, boy, oh boy, I would have been a menace. I would have been absolutely unbearable. I would have really? had it for sure. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. If When I was, like, between the ages of, like, 12 to like 16 or 17 I feel like I really got into the sims mm. um, and I did love making them woohoo <laughs> and watching the sheets shuffle around and being like mm, yeah. ew, this, this makes me feel weird mm. the, the, I wonder for how many people that was there like sexual awakening being like what is going on in this heart shaped vibrating bed I mean 
to be fair, my my Barbies were boning way before that. Not that I knew so. what sex was. They would just clash together with a real loud plastic sound. And I was yeah. like, this is probably what's going on. Do you have memories of like movies or TV shows where like sex was happening, but you didn't understand what was going on? Because I definitely do have movies that had stuff like that in it, but I had no idea what was going on. So to watching that scene was just like, I don't know. <laughs> what this is what's, what's happening here yeah no I mean I definitely have memories of like not really knowing but less for like media and more like like I watched a lot of Law and Order SVU when I was way too young oh my god and so <laughs> <laughs> I know the worst introduction you could have the um, worst way to learn about sex by far would be Law and uh, Order far. SVU SVU yeah yeah, yeah 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 but I I do remember I mean yeah pretty pretty specifically remember like being like, oh, my Barbies are going to, I'm going to like smash them together. But I, I don't actually know what that means. Like I, right. I just was like, this is good. I think that mm-hmm. they're doing this. Adults Probably seem to do this. this is good. So yeah. But I like, didn't know it was sex. I was right. just like, this is probably good for them to do. It's the natural progression. You, you, your boyfriend and girlfriend, and then you kiss and then, you know, you, you clack your you plastic of, genitals together. You just move yourself, your bodies into each other, um, and, mm-hmm. and then you're, then you have a baby. I yeah. remember watching. I get what Ace Ventura. <laughs> which one was it? I guess it's the second one. When Nature Calls, which I watched first, didn't affect my enjoyment at all. Um, but there is a scene. Gosh, even I'd have to watch it again to make sure of what was happening because it's Jim Carrey and it's he's in his little. What if you skirt. what if you watch back and it was not sexual at all oh, and you're no. just like oh, rewriting no. the sex scene in Ace Ventura too? I'm sorry. <laughs> continue. Continue. <laughs> okay. Something. He's either he's either having sex with himself or with a woman. I I there weren't any other voices, so I, I kind of assumed it was a solo act. Um, <laughs> and it's Even just shot. You just see shadow, you know. But like I remember that scene and I remember watching it and being like. There's this weird part of this movie where Jim Carrey's, he's making weird noises, which is always hilarious, but I didn't understand these specific noises, and they don't show his face, and it was a weird, weird uh, 20 seconds, and then the movie continues. I love, I just love that you were like, there was a scene where you were like, he's making weird noises, but these ones aren't funny. These What's aren't as, going on? These aren't the stereotypical Jim Carrey noises I'm used to. These ones seem... Aggravated. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, okay, so I'm yeah, I'm googling this because I'm curious if you imagined this or not. No, this is real. Um, is, and somebody posted in movie questions seven years ago on the Reddit, um, where there there's a pr- at the end of the campfire party scene, the princess sidles up to Ace and tries to seduce yes. him, takes his top off. Okay, there's a backlit silhouette of Ace yes. and some sort of sexual activity. Right. Later in the movie, Ace is accused of de-virginizing the bride, who's yes. a princess. That does happen. It's and then it says, w- and it says, was the ambiguous silhouette scene them having sex, or was it him masturbating? I think if it was them having sex, why was she just lying motionless that- under the palm frond? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there. See, this is the thing that makes it more confusing. I think it. I think she is in this scene, but she does not make a sound or a motion. That <laughs> is just. <laughs> upsetting uh it's weird it, it was like in her contract she was like i will not have sex with jim carrey and they were like but we need to do the sex scene she was like i'm just gonna lie there and jim carrey was like that's fine 
Yeah. I can handle this. He can do and all you know, the work. guys, that just goes to show sex isn't just P and V, guys. Sex can be a woman lying motionless under a palm frond, fully consenting, motionless under a palm frond while a man masturbates. That can also be it. And you know what? She was very, uh, very respected in her community. And maybe the, the walls are thin. They are made of leaves. So you know, she got it. She got it. You gotta be quiet. I'm gonna keep it. You gotta be quiet. I'm, gonna be quiet. I'm really glad we got to the root of your first sexual um, viewing. Yeah, I mean, I def- there's definitely other things, but I do remember it's just watching that one with like f- nothing in my head. That's what I remember about it. It's just like <laughs> I have no idea what this is. It's not doing anything for me. Can we get back to the movie? <laughs> I want to see him go out of the dinosaur butt. Come on. Yeah, it's a rhino, but it's fine. If it anyway, was a dinosaur, okay, it'd be I'm a not... lot more confusing because that family <laughs> thinks it's seeing a rhino give birth. It'd be real. It wouldn't make any sense if it was a dinosaur. And they were just like, look, so look kids, it's a dinosaur. So sue me. I've never seen Ace Ventura Pet Detective and I don't plan on oh, it. Oh, you are missing out. On what sounds like an incredible sex scene. So yeah, I am missing out. Really good, really good, dry, sexy. All right. Sexy water. You had the sexiest water of the night. I wish I had had more time to talk to you. Hydrated queen, king, person. <laughs> Love it. Hydrated yeah. royalty. Gotta say hydrated. I did think when I first read this that it was supposed to be sexy waiter. And then I kept reading. And I was like, <laughs> what? No. Seems like it's water. I don't know. What is sexy water to you? Um, like if it has like edible glitter in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Also, water is pretty sexy to begin with. Like I lo- I like I love water. I love water. I'm not going to say like I love water. Wow. A lot of people don't like water, you know? I feel like yeah, I used to be one of those dumb kids. fucks. <laughs> it's true. And that back then I was a dumb fuck. Um And then my <laughs> Band teacher told us his harrowing tale of getting a kidney stone, and I was like, I should drink more water. Yeah, that'll do it. That uh, any good? I love like traumatizing stories our teachers tell us. I love that yours traumatized you with a kidney stone. I had a teacher in fourth grade, Miss Wallace. She was awesome, um, but she told a story about how one time she went to Hawaii. And she came back and she kept feeling like there was something in her eye and it like really bothered her and it didn't go away for like a week. She thought it was just an eyelash, but it didn't go away for a week. And then she went to the ophthalmologist and they were like, there's been a piece of sand stuck under your eyelid this whole time. And it's actually scratched the shit out of your cornea. And now you have to get new corneas. Oh God. And I think about that every time I have something stuck in my eye. So thank you teachers for traumatizing us for the rest of our lives. Thank you. Thank you teacher school. You learn in more ways than one. Uh, that is horrible. Um, and also reminds yeah. me of the time I went to a doctor who was checking out my ears after I'd gotten back from a trip from Hawaii. And he was like, you have little sesame seeds in your ears. And I laughed because I thought it was like a weird doctor joke. And he was dead serious. <laughs> and I was like, what should you, can <laughs> you investigate that further? What the fuck do you mean? It was sand. I had sand in my ear. <laughs> what a horrifying thing to say to a kid. You got sesame seed ear. We only see this once every 10 years. <laughs> and like Extremely no explanation. I think he must have been really scared. <laughs> I think he was just as <laughs> terrified as he made me because he had nothing. He just pulled the thing out of my ear and was like, you got 
You got sesame seeds in your ear and just stared at me waiting for an explanation. Like, expecting me to be like, oh, yeah, I was putting sesame seeds in my ear yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Um, I love that he just made a little assumption and made an ass out of you and him. Yeah. Anyway, I don't see that doctor anymore. (laughs) That's right. And that's why. Don't go accusing kids of having sesame seeds in their ears. Yeah. Um, Okay. Sexy Water. I know Pixar is working on that. That Elementals movie that's coming out. Speaking of elements. Oh, Do we right. think you this is going to get into some Pixar weird... You Pixar characters. I'm just saying. You and your horny... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not my she's fault gonna get that the... the internet is the way it is. <laughs> I'm just saying, anytime something happens, something makes a sexy thing out of it. So... It's you think prob- she's going to get the Judy Hopps treatment? <laughs> God. <laughs> Zootopia is a movie that knew exactly what it was doing. Um... <laughs> throughout they knew they that movie they made with the full foresight of people are gonna make a lot of weird shit out of this why did they give her ample cake why even make shakira a gazelle you know why you know why you know why, you know why. Uh, the kids love it anyway i just don't know what sexy water is otherwise so you know water's great i just it's not i i'm not i'm not aroused by it i guess Sorry. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. There's a reason they call it getting wet. Okay. There it is. Hey, Craigs. We got one more MC we want to give you. But first, thanks for joining us for another deep dive into the misconnection section. The theme song was written and performed by Rose Sherman. Follow her at HeySherme on Insta. And follow us at Craigsistential Crisis on Insta and TikTok for more fun. If you enjoyed our company, leave us a rating wherever you're listening. Or tell a friend about our services. Check the show notes for more info. Okay, Sarah. I have one more for you uh, that you can give me as a, as a birthday present. Oh, I was going to say, this is the only birthday present you'll get for me. <laughs> right here. That's all I deserve. No, not true. You deserve the world. Okay. No, well, thanks. But that's expensive. It is. And this is free. Dude, I keep seeing posts of you running around town with your friends while wearing my clothes. I'm Talon Bigelow. I'm Sarah Thompson. And this has been a Craigslist crisis. It's kind of hot, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whatever floats your boat. works for me. Judy hops for some. (laughs) (laughs) Do not contact us with any unsolicited services or offers or Judy hops artwork. Please don't. She's a cop also. You can send those to me. Oh, you're right. (laughs) You gross. Because of the cop part, not the other part. No, no, no. Just the cop part.